Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You are listening to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Intro oh, you do the intro. Okay, yeah. I'll shut up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll <Hi>. leave. <laughs> I'll leave. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Hi. I'm, I'm waiting. Yes. Hi. This is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> and because I'm looking is... at you, and if it's somebody else, I'm in shit street here. <laughs> oh, Christ. Go ahead. Come on. Come and on, this make is the intro. Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. With my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and we're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer Frank Verderosa. We are. Our guest this week is one of the funniest, busiest, and most recognized film and <laughs> television. <laughs> 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 Who the hell are you talking about? Yeah, and television uh. actors. Of the last 50 years. Recognized in the mall, we mean, you know. Yes, you'll see me in the mall. That's right. And at the DMV. And, and I'm, I'm... I'm very big at the DMV. I'm looking at you now, and you look kind of familiar. No, yeah. no. No, no. You... Somebody said that to me yesterday at the DMV. She said, you, all right, you look in the camera, smile. I know you. <laughs> I know you. I said, does that mean I don't have to take the written test? And other guys, you'll take the written test. They all know the reason why. <laughs> all right, let them get through it, Jake. What? What are we doing? Are, we, are you done? No, it's no. long. You it's, really it, prolonged it. It hasn't thing. even started. It's long. Oh, my God. Yeah. You've seen him in movies. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> like Man of La Mancha. Ah, yes, a great <laughs> film. A With great Peter film. O'Toole. Yes. How sweet it is. With yes, for Debbie. Debbie, Debbie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> with James Garner. Good old James. V- with, Viva with Max. <laughs> with what? Viva Max. Oh, yes, there's another one. With Peter Ustinov. He was great. And don't forget Johnny Winters was in that. Yes. Oh, yes, I was just about to say that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, now, I'm reading your script. Now, now I don't worry. have to. <laughs> yes. uh, Monsters, oh, Inc. Gee. What? With Billy Crystal. Monsters, Inc. Were you in that? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll cut yeah, it out. All that? right, so. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Monsters, Inc. was a, a cartoon. Or yes. Yeah, you did additional yes. voices. Well, how would I meet him? Uh, no, well, you were in it. You? We just said you were in it. Oh, okay, that's. Like in, no, When yeah, he was okay. walking out of the men's room. And <laughs> then I met yeah, him. That's yes. right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Angels and Demons yes. with Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's our Jimmy Stewart. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, He's, He's also... our Jimmy Stewart. Great guy. I love him. He's a one... We did... Uh, we did... Uh, what the hell do we do? We did, we did television together. He was... He's just the, uh, the sweetest... He's a lovely man. Tom Hanks, you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who might? Well, who, oh, I thought you were talking about Jimmy what? Stewart. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. I never met Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Well, but you know who I, I did meet? I did did meet once Gregory Peck. I couldn't believe it. Hang we on were both to that in a flower one. shop. Wow. 
Hang we on. were both in a and- flower shop ordering something, <laughs> and they they brought him a cake, and he was eating a cake. And I said, uh, uh, "How do you do, Mr. Mr. Peck?" And he says, "How do you do?" And the um, the flower guy said, "Oh, you don't know G now?" I said, "No, you uh, G now. This is Gregory Peck." I said, "I know it. I just said hello, Mr. Peck." And he said, uh, how are you? I said, I'm fine. I said, listen, I'd like to get into the academy. How do I do that? He says, I'll, uh, I'll sponsor you. Wow. Huh. Wow, he Hello. did. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. Far yes. out. Oh, that's, it, it was amazing. It's just okay. amazing. Okay, we got more intro here, Gina. Okay. Oh, <laughs> He's Jesus. so, so. Why uh, do we intersperse <laughs> the intro with the, with the conversation? Shit, no, I think okay, that'd fine. be great. That'd be just great. What's the matter? No, hey, it's never been done. <laughs> that's yes. true. It's never been done. You know, we could, we could break new ground. Well, uh, he's been on popular <laughs> TV shows including The Flying Nun. That's right, my, my dear friend Sally. Yep. Listen, listen to me. I'm, I'm total Hollywood. Did you hear that? Yes, My Sally. dear friend. I, <laughs> yes. I, you know, Sally, I work with her. She's an adorable woman. I, my dear friend, she, I've never been to lunch. <laughs> that's terrible. Folks, it's, uh, you know, it, let's be truthful here. I just work with her, and she's adorable. And it was my first show, you know. The flying nun. That was my first, yep. first, first. We got to. Are you through, Gilbert? <laughs> yes, I'm taking a nap. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, good. Because I'm tired too. You, so. played, you, you played a used car dealer. That's right. Yep. No, yes, I did. Yes, I did you several did. with her. I watched it. Yes. Oh well, that'll teach you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was my first show in uh, in uh, where are we? Hollywood. Hollywood. I was in. I, we were doing Men of La Mancha. We had just arrived from New York, Kylie, myself, Joan Diener, and we opened the Amundsen. The Amundsen was a brand-new theater, and we inaugurated the theater. And uh, so we did the Man of It was 16 weeks. I said, what the hell am I 16, you know, you, and I like a dummy. I kept looking for buses to get from my place to uh, the theater and three hours later, right? So I had to buy a car. So I bought a car. Now, where were we? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Any, uh, yeah, yes, flying nun. No. You had to yes. buy a car. Oh, that's right. Flying nun, I played that thing. You did. Honest Hernando. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know more than I do. Well, it's on the cards, buddy. Oh, uh, well, that'll teach you to read. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they said... Uh, my agent out here said, I got a job, we got a job for you. And I said, I can't. I can. I'm doing theater. I can't do. He says, no, no, you'll be through in time. And I said, okay. And I was making like $175 a week, okay? So uh, I do the gig. I couldn't, it's my first time. I, I couldn't believe it. He said, okay, <laughs> you know, uh, action. Yada, yada, I don't. And so the, don't do that because it's going to be hard on your feet. Or whatever the hell I said. <laughs> and then the guy said, thank you. And I went home. And the check came. The check came. $1,500. I didn't do anything for it. Wow. Nothing. From one seventy-five dollars to $1,500 for what, five minutes? Yeah, about I five said, minutes of screen time. Well, I sold out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> folks, folks, the listening audience, 
<laughs> uh, forgive this artist, but I sold out. <laughs> I said, I can't go back to New York for $175. What about my pension? I, how am I going to raise a pension with 175 I said, I'm staying. So I stayed. And you did all these and, credits he's about to read. Oh, are, you, are we still introducing? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, tell, okay. Well, yeah. Don't well, let me bother you. Go through a couple and, of those. Gil. And you were a good friend of Sally Fields, were you not? <laughs> Absolute. What the? F- Absolutely. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was a good friend with Peter Ustinoff and uh, Peter O'Toole, Sophia Loren, uh, Lucille Ball. We were great pals. We, just, we, used, to go bowling. we used to go bowling. What's the matter with you? And God. you were on Love American Style. That's where, that's where the first time I met a Tom. Tom mm-hmm. Hanks. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. He yeah, was... we did uh, the Love American style. I was playing some kind of a bellhop or something, and he came in with this girl. I'm making this all up because who the hell? <laughs> <laughs> who's going to know? Hey, and who's going to know? It right? sounds like a Love American style plot. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was that. I did a lot of bellhops. Speaking of bowling, of... he's got. <laughs> I'm going to do a segue here, Gino. That was quite a segue. He's got Get Smart on here, and I watched you on Get Smart, and you were a, you were you were a control agent, and you were concealed in a ball return That's in a bowling right. alley. That's right. Do you you know how hard it was to get in there? <laughs> spend an afternoon waiting for the queue. Wow. Because Don. Well, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. What was Don like? What was what was shooting Get Smart like? It was I. You. I was by myself. Never saw Don. Uh huh. Never saw anybody. Mm-hmm. I walked in. There was this dark. I said, "No luck." <laughs> yeah. Cameraman, and they said, "Okay, stand over there with the green screen." I said, "Okay, all right." And there, deliver your lines. I said, "Okay, okay, thank you." <laughs> that was it. Wow. That was it. And, I never saw Don. I never saw anybody. And and you know, those, and and during all that time, you are friends with Sally Field. Absolutely, <laughs> we got closer during this conversation we're having. We've become closer. You know, by the time this show's over, she's going to invite me for dinner. She was a great lady. She was just great. You know, there's something interesting here, if, if, if I may. Okay. You know, folks, you're, you're used to, you know, the, the, the Oscars, the, the, the Demi, the whatever, the ball, the Emmys, whatever. And you're used to seeing these so-called stars. You're, you're seeing people, great people who have done great parts, and that's what you know. But you don't really see the support. When you're watching Beyonce and you know, all those dancers back there, yep. they're working. Of course. They're working. You know, Bruno Mars, all those guys back there, they're working. Bruno Mars is a star. but You see, when you're a journeyman actor, as I have been all my life, and I just love it. I love what we do, and I know you do too, Gilbert, we love- because it's a, it's a privilege. Yeah. It's a bloody privilege to be able to do what we do because it's a service. But I got to tell you, when you're a journeyman actor, life is a little different as opposed to the white way, of which I've been on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you get a call from your agent, folks, and your agent says, uh, uh, Gino, yeah. They said, well, you have to go to university. You have to read for, for a part. I said, oh, okay. I said, what's the part? And he says, you're the assistant assassin. 
I'm the assistant assassin? That's right. You go get the assistant. That's right. I want you to go read. You have to be there at 3, bring a lunch. And he's right. Because you walk into a room, there are 3,000 guys who look just like you. And you go in, and finally you get to read, and the man says, uh, I know it's one line, Gino. It's just one line, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's germane. I said, oh, germane. I never had a part that was germane. It's integral. And integral? Wow, I don't know if I can handle that. I'll do the best I can. So he says, it's just the one line, but don't, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very important. I said, oh, okay. He says, now here's the line. Okay. All right, Louis, where's the money? Or you end up deep six. And I said, yo, he says, you want to take the script and go somewhere and, and you know, study it? No, I said I, you know, it's, I can. I think I can. I'll do. I'll do the. I'll do the best I can for you. I, I, the one line I can do that. So he says, "Okay, take it away." So I say, "All right, Louis, where's the money, or you end up in deep six. He says, "Oh," the director says, "Wow, that's fantastic. I love it. It was just wonderful. It's just, I, I'm so pleased you came. I wonder if you could do me a favor, Gina." I said, "Sure, I, I'm here." He said, I, "I would like that little color." I said, you want a little color? Yeah. I said, I would like just a soupçon, a soup, a soupçon of heft. <laughs> you want you want heft? Yeah, just a soupçon. You know, don't go over the top. No, I, I wouldn't go over the top. But heft, okay. I think I can I, I think I can give it to you. I said, all right, read it again for me. All right. All right, Louie. What'd you do with the money? You what? You're going to end up in the East River. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was some reading, Gino. That was fantastic. And the heft was, it was not too much heft. No, no, no. It was just, that's the kind of stuff you do. Yeah. You know, your agent doesn't call you and say, when you're a journeyman actor, the agent doesn't say, there's going to be a car for you at 5 o'clock. Ridley Scott wants to see you <laughs> about the part of uh, King Bachigaloop III of Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Bachigalup the third. And he says, Yeah. I said, What's it about? He says, It's very simple. He says, uh, It's about this king, yeah, who is in Sicily, yeah. And one of his guys comes and he says, uh, King, there's a lot of crap going on on the seashore. I said, What do you mean? He says, A lot of guys down there, a lot of guys I never saw before. They came in boats and the whole thing. And he said, So what? He says, I think they're marauders. I think they're going to take a. What? Marat? Hey, I don't make... Hey, assemble my army. So he assembles his army, and he goes to the coast, and he says, Mamma mia. Mamma mia, look at all them boats. Holy cow, and big. And look at the guys there, and the girls. The girls have got the... Look what they could do with swords. Holy... No, I, I tell you what. You go down there, and you invite them for lunch. So they come and have lunch with King Bajagaloop. And it's great. And eventually, the marauders assimilate in the Sicilian society. A couple of them open up pizza parlors right on the coast because location <laughs> yeah. is very important. Uh, you know, our engineer See, just— we don't do that. Yeah, I know. You, you, well, I want to I go over some of those journeyman roles that you're talking about, Gino. But Frank, our engineer, just informs us that we haven't said your name yet. Oh, it's, okay. it's okay. It doesn't matter. The, so the, the, the introductions normally yes. are long. This one's like a three-hour introduction. introduction. But it's fun. We're, We're talking to the great character actor, Gino yeah. Conforti. 
Uh, and here he is with us. Now he's going to okay. plow through these real quick. I'm, I'm going to go through <laughs> he them. Kills us. Oh, plow, plowing. He, here's Lucy. Yes, you uh, work with Lucille Ball now. Several times. Now we're now we're talking giant. We are talking giant. This woman was the most extraordinary artist I've ever worked with, among others. Uh, first gig I got, the, I was told. Be careful. Mind your P's and Q's. Watch out. She's a toughie. Make sure your lines are learned. Hit the spot. Don't screw up. I said, Jesus. Oh, okay. So I arrive, and uh, she's charming. Sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. She introduces, she walks over. She walks over and introduces herself. I go, hello, Gina. And she says, yes, I know that. She says, we're going to do this scene together. I said, yeah, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So we start the scene. It was, I played a thief. Yeah, you were, it was a burglary. That's it. House. Was Here's burglary. Lucy. Yeah, yeah right. right. So we're going through the scene. We're rehearsing. And she says, okay, here's we go through the door there. And then you put jump over the thing, and I go, Lucy, Lucy, that that that's not going to work. Well, you could have heard a pin drop. I mean, everybody on the set just dropped their jaws. They were waiting for Lucy to just give me what for. And she looked at me, and she looked at the DP and the director, and she says, "You know, he's right. He's right." And make sure you follow him with that camera. And subsequently, we did a lot of other things together. And she was so gracious, so lovely. Uh, I, I found her to be quite an artist because you don't deliver what she could deliver without being an artist. Well, interesting. I mean, you never had any problems with her. Ever. You did Bungle Abbey. Do you remember doing Bungle Abbey of with her course. and Gail Gordon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I played the guy who kept ringing the bell. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, she was her first directorial. That's right. Pursuit. It was you, Gail Gordon, Charlie Callis, and Guy Marks. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, it was incredible. How about that, And, and, and we, 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 we put, it was, uh, it was uh, on tape. Mm -hmm. So we were on the stage with the thing. We're all walking around with these, uh, you know, uh, gowns on. Like I did with the uh, Angels and Demons, right? Fri- Friars robes, I, yeah. Yeah, I used to look good in it. Anyway, so uh, she directed, and she'd stop you. She said, "That ain't fun. That's not fun. No, you have to move." You know, she was good. She knew comedy, just good. Yeah, yeah. So we're ready for taping, and she's not there. And they're saying, "We we have to we have." To, where, where is she? Where's the booth? She should be in the booth. The booth, folks, is the recording area of a taping. You all know that. You've been to tapings. And uh, she's supposed to be up there directing. She's not there. So where's Lucy? Lucy's sitting in the front row of the, of the auditorium. She's watching. So they run down and say, Lucy, Lucy, you're supposed to be in the booth. She says, what for? I've already directed it. 
She was right. She had no need to go up there and push buttons. That's the wow. text job. Wow. And it worked. A pro's pro. It's just, she's just extraordinary. Like Sophia Loren. There's, there's another one. Yeah, you did Man of La Mancha with Sophia yeah, Loren. She's just, just the most extraordinary woman. She is just the most. She is the queen of Italy. She's adored, and 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 you can't say enough about her. One day we were, we were doing La Mancha, and she had a scene with uh, Peter, and uh, she had to go to him, and she made a slight trip on one of the cables, just the. Ever so slight, she didn't fall down. Just a slight trip. Well, my friends, the set closed down. The cameras stopped. People were rushing to her. Craft service. People from the offices. If you were driving by, cars would stop. Transportation stopped totally. This woman was is, I should say, is yeah, she's still with us? Is a is an adored woman. And everybody going around, get the doctor, get the hospital, call the Mayo Brothers, all that stuff. And uh, she's fine. She goes home. She's back on the set the next day. Nothing wrong. Her ankle's not taped, nothing. So I walk over to her and I said, Sophia, Sophia, how's the ankle? And I lift up her foot and I caress her ankle. And she says, oh, Gino, it is much better now. I said, I'm so glad. But it is the other ankle. <laughs> I like that. Oh, she was just. And she had a great philosophy. I loved her philosophy. She's six o'clock. I go home. I don't watch the news. I do not watch the news. I have my pasta and we play cards and I go to bed. That's it. She was just. She was near. She was. She was a fellow Neapolitan. Right. I was going to say, for an Italian kid from Chicago to suddenly be on the set with, and well, rubbing the ankle of Sophia Loren. No I mean, it's just, yes, it's all, it's it's all. It's, well, I was going to say mind-boggling, but it isn't. Yeah. What about O'Toole? It is. It is now. It is now. But it's not then. Mm-hmm. Then you're dealing with an artist. Yeah. Someone who shares your privilege of being able. To entertain, what that's Gilbert. I mean, you you know that you you got a gig in Chicago. There are a thousand people waiting waiting for you. He has it's no a, gratitude, Gino. You're talking to the wrong yeah. person. No, 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 no. He's great. No, no, he's great. He knows what I'm seeing. What What he about O'Toole? Since we're talking about La Mancha, the the the, the, the uh, legendary Love, Peter O'Toole, and he was legendary, and he was lovely. That's the thing about these giants. You were the barber, by the way. I yeah. just want to point out to our listeners. These- Peter Ustinov, uh, all these gi- giants were gracious and giving mm-hmm. because we were fellow artists. It's like that story I told you about Lucy. It, all the star thing, all that nonsense disappears. It mm-hmm. evaporates. Mm-hmm. So the major, c- the major stars, you never had trouble. You never saw like a difficult thing with them and all. Never. I worked with Donald Pleasance, Charles Gray. Charles Gray knitted a sweater. I'm wearing it. Charles Gray. <laughs> Gray. How about because Zero? I, uh, zero? You're in, yeah, you're in you the original Zero, you want roof. to talk about Zero? Total madness <laughs> and brilliant. And brilliant. And yeah. you know, he's a fine painter. He was a miniature. Yeah, we had no, his son, no, no, we no. Had his son no. on this show. 
jo- jo- Jonathan Winters. Jonathan Winters, yeah. But we had we had zero son here. Uh, uh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Zero was extraordinary. Uh, that's the first show that I think Jerry Robbins was ever chased off stage, and I chased him. Wow. He said to me one day, he said to me one day, we're rehearsing and he yells out. He says, Gino, you're upstaging zero. I said, what the hell are you talking about? I What? It's like upstaging an aircraft carrier. Are you nuts? <laughs> and he got, you know, he got a little, um, got a little trepidation, came on stairs, and I got, I got very Italian. I'm sorry, folks. Once you're an Italian, you can't. Get- <laughs> I got very Italian. I got crazy. Uh-huh. I, I went after him. You I took said, off. Yes. You took off after Jerome Robbins. Right. Wow. Which should be in the book that Goldman wrote. Anyway, I, we talked about that, Frank. Yeah, we did. did yeah. Yeah, but I wanted and our you, listeners to hear it. Uh, did, did, did he come out? Oh, and are, you, did are you listening? <laughs> what? what? What did you tell me about Zero on the phone? That you were you were on the oh, roof? Oh, it's a great story. I played the fiddler. Right. Which means I, oh, I, gee, there's another story that's so, anyway. Fiddler. Uh, Are you offended, no. Gilbert, that, a, that, a, that an Italian guy was playing the fiddler? Yeah, you, yeah, a yeah. fucking guinea. Uh, wait <laughs> a second. <laughs> wait a second. You're stepping on my story. Okay, go oh, ahead. You okay. Pucks you. All right. Jesus. So, God, these are hot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, where the hell, where, what are we You were on about? the roof. Yes. Oh, zero, that's right. I'm, so I'm on the roof, I'm playing the fiddler, right? So, one night, because Zero was naughty, he was naughty, and he got bored fast. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, wa- they're all waiting in the wings for the opening number. You know, tradition, bum, 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 tradition, and he leads the cast out and singing this song. I'm up on the roof going ding, ding, bang, 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 and uh, I'm waiting. Curtains up, house lights down, stage lights up, and we're waiting for the downbeat. And out walks Zero, just walks out and wanders around the stage. And the audience is starting to laugh, of course. You know, I mean, Zero up there. And he's just wandering around. And, and at one point, he looks up and he sees me on the roof and he says, Get off that roof, you wop. This is a Jew show. <laughs> True story. And then he went back in the wings and we started the show. <laughs> most, most That's going to be the new catchphrase on this show. Get off the roof, you wop. Oh, yeah. Don't go away. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You need cooling, baby, I'm not fooling. 
I'm going to send you back to schooling, to podcast school. You need Gilbert and Frank. Honey, you need them. They're going to give you their They're going to give you their love. 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 GGACP love. That sweet, funky love. GGACP love. Nice and hard. GGACP love. It's Gilbert and Frank love. And now back to the show. What an introduction to show business. I mean, you were a young actor. Oh, yeah. you know what? That, that phrase about being a young actor is really a young journeyman. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you know, I did I, my, my background at university, and we talked about it, the university, yeah. and is Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. did a lot of Shakespeare. I was with a road company that toured the United States for two years and Europe. And as a young actor, and they throw Shakespeare at you, you go out and do it. You go out and do the part, and you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> None. It's all Shakespeare. Right, just and great you flowery put, words. There's inflections, and you sword fight, and you do all that shit, and you never know what the hell you're saying <laughs> because you're not – you're not schooled yet in this. Th- I'm taking a class now with a wonderful, wonderful professor at America's College. I'm taking a Shakespeare class. You're taking classes now at age 86. God bless you. That's wonderful. Did he have to say that, God? Did, <laughs> did he, Gil? Now, did, he have, did he have to say that? No, he, he says a lot of have. stuff. No, he's <laughs> such a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, getting back what? to – we heard a rumor – what on this show that Guy Marks had a big dick. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a jump, isn't that, it, Gil? That was a rumor that we heard yeah. on this show. Yeah, you're you're expecting me to comment on that. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next. Make up a story. <laughs> no. I, what do you think I've been doing? <laughs> what do you think he's been doing? Now back right. to the intro. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I can't believe we're doing intros. Yes. What? Go the ahead. The Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yes. Yeah, what about it? <laughs> were, were you on it? Yes, he was. Yeah, I was on it. Next. Damn it. <laughs> any, any, any recollections? Yeah, I did it. He I was Roy Martoni. Uh, I did the show. I he did was, it. What? You know, that, well, let me ask you. Do you have uh, great memories of every single thing you've done? Yes. <laughs> well, you, you have had an extraordinary experience because, uh, no. Yes. Well, Mary Tyler, what, what can you say about Mary Tyler Moore? She's, she was... She was sweet, and she was dedicated, and she was talented. Yeah, and a great and, straight man for to yeah. uh, for all those those people around her, all those other oh, bananas. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were one. So that's you know that's where it's interesting because we're talking about journeyman actors. Uh, there are all kinds of bananas. There's second bananas, third bananas, fourth bananas. You know, angels and demons was, had had the star, but you had to have. Some guy walking around in a red dress to deliver a line. Mm-hmm. And 
it it becomes important. Of course, it becomes well, we, important. You, but you, we love the journeyman actors on this show. We love character actors. They're uh, we've had a bunch it, of great ones. It's a privilege. It is just a privilege. I can't tell you because you're making you're doing a service. You know what it reminds me of? A a, a seven forty seven about to take off. This is this is to me has always been the epitome of what we do. You're sitting in the 747 and it's takeoff time. And you hear the engines revving. And then you hear, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to take off. Make sure your chairs are up and you grab the handles of your seat because it's going to be white knuckle time. No, he doesn't say that. So the engine begin to begin to get louder and louder and the plane begins to taxi down the runway and it goes faster and faster and you're sitting there and it rises in the air and you hear the landing gears retracting and you know you're on your way and the thing that's interesting it is the most dangerous part of the flight because you can't turn around. And that's exactly what it's like when you put your foot on stage. Those people are out there. They paid their money. They're going to look at you. And if when you finally step on the stage, that's, that's, the, ang- that's the, the butterflies, the anxiety, the sense of adventure. But, but you're going to do something you're going to serve. You're going to give. And they may laugh. They may cry. They may throw tomatoes. It's all worth it. That's a great attitude for a performer. Gil, do you feel that way? That you're, serving, oh, yeah. you're of yeah. service? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gil, Gilbert's hoping that there'll be a flood in the club and they'll come and tell him he won't have to go on. <laughs> do I have that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the sprinkler system went oh, off. My, God, my yes. dream is that the manager will come back and say there was a flood, a fire, and here's your check, go home. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little close to Gino's. Many a play I've done, I've felt exactly the same way. (laughs) You know, it's it's tough doing, it's tough doing Moliere with high heel shoes on a rake stage. I couldn't wait for, for the entire theater to just collapse. What was what was that wonderful? I was doing what was it? Shakespeare, yes, in a college and all over the country. Nine months of touring. Uh, uh, these were these were the Players uh, Incorporated. That's right. Yeah. And these were one night stands, and we we did it all. We had the the the, the cast and the truck uh, with the with the costumes and the set and the whole thing. We used to arrive, uh, set up, do the show. Uh, take the set down and go to the motel, have two hours sleep, and then get up and do the same thing. But uh, this one, uh, there, oh, God, there's so many. But this one was wonderful. It was a small college in the South, and uh, they they were excited. They were excited. And we were doing Julius Caesar, <laughs> get out of town. So we're about ready to go on. And young man, young student with a camera says, y'all mind if I... Take pictures while I, while you in the performance. I said, no, no, it's just, it's just as long as there's no flash. No, 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 sir. We don't have no flash here. I just gonna take a picture. I said, great, wonderful. Yes, we look forward to you. I'm gonna put it in the in the school paper. I said, wow, that's wonderful. 
Anyway, we're on stage. Caesar's up center. I'm down left. I play Casca, okay? And in my, uh, I'm waiting, and uh, Caesar's going yada, yada, yada. And I look to my left, and there's the photographer. He's on stage with me. <laughs> in the middle of a Shakespearean performance. Clicky, clicking away, my dear. I just, I peed. I, <laughs> I, and in my best uh, Gilgood voice, I said, speak hands for me. And I went up and I stabbed Caesar like two cues before he, and the, the eyes in his, he couldn't believe what was happening. Meanwhile, all the other... <laughs> Guys had to follow me. So we were stabbing Caesar and screaming with laughter. Meanwhile, we look up because it's a bundle of togas now in the middle of the stage. And we look up and there's the guy. Ah, really ah, funny. Ah, 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 ah. Here's a question he, about Man of La Mancha. Do you remember any of the songs? Do you know that you sang? you remember the... Uh, that Golden Helmet. The Golden Helmet. I was just going to ask you about that one. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a fun song. It yeah. Was a, but it was a... You know, that was... The Golden Helmet of Mambrino? Mambrino. Can you yes. sing any of it for us? Sure. Golden Helmet of Mambrino. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to finish it. <laughs> it was a short song. That was beautiful. It's a very short song. Beautiful. I got, uh, a, I got a tear. Uh, yeah. Now, Again, speak, speaking of tears, well, you got, you got more to say? No, I was going to say, do you remember like Ted Knight and Ed Asner? No, I, no, no, he no. didn't have scenes with them. No, no just by yourself. Just Mary and Rhoda. Oh, okay. Mary and Rhoda, Can I yeah. get back to the intro? Oh, we're, okay, why not? We're, we're still into that. Hey, this could be a new thing. This could be a new thing because, you know, people are bored hearing what I have to say. And then you come in and you do something. We've entered, we've invented a their format. List, they're, they're probably looking at the radio. You remember looking at the radio? My family used to look at the radio to hear Jack Benny. That's great. They would, they, we would all, no, we all do it. We'd sit around and go, listen to Jack Benny and Amos and Andy. And we'd watch the radio. Don't you remember doing that? Of course not. You're all 12. Well, I think, yeah, I think we both grew, grew up with TV. Yeah. But yeah. we did. You know, Gino and I did talk about Sidney Greenstreet on the phone, Gilbert. Oh, wow. One of your favorites. I was asking Gino what actors he admired when he was younger. And he said, uh, and, G- and Sidney Greenstreet came up out of the blue. Yes, it did. And I'm going to kick it off now because what we were really talking about was Orson Welles. Oh, that's correct. Okay, so good. That's a good story. Talk to him, Gilbert. Please talk to him. <laughs> Try, and, he, and he has a script. <laughs> I well, can't believe this. It's a very disjointed this. interview. You know. But yeah, tell him the Orson Welles story because oh, that's good. great. There's another giant. You know, and you think, oh my God, Orson, well, what the hell am I doing? And this is, it was a remake of uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Life. Yes, we've discussed it, it on this show. Christmas. It happened one it Christmas. That's it. It happened one Christmas. I was a factotum. I pushed him around in the wheelchair. And, I, you know, and um, at one point we had a small scene together. And he did his thing, sitting in a wheelchair. And it was my turn. The camera turns to me and it's the lights and he says, action. And uh, Orson Welles says, hold it, cut. And the director says, yes, I mean, everybody jumped when he talks. He says, no, no, wait a second, he said. No, I don't like the way Gino is lit. I don't like it at all. Anybody got a white card? And a white card, folks, is nothing more literally 
than a three-by-five card that's white. He put it on his lap and began to focus the light on my face until he felt that I was correctly lit. Isn't that nice? He did this. Nice. Generous. Nice. That's, you know, mind-boggling. When you're working with someone like that, it's just, you know, you walk, you go home and I said, I don't believe that just happened. The, the direct, nicest man. Hmm? The director what? of Citizen Kane. Right. Did that for you. Yes. How about that? And other people uh, had, you know, had less than pleasant experiences with him from time to time. I, Frank, I've been very fortunate. Yeah. I've been very, very fortunate. Uh, everyone I've ever worked with have, has been charming, gracious. Until today. <laughs> no, today. Today is the pits. Today is the lowest I've ever been. And I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Have, have you ever worked with Sally Field? We're back to Sally Field. What is it with this Sally Field? He's messing thing? with you. Jesus. Can I get back to the introduction? Please. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh. Jesus. Pick it up from this part here, Gil. Well, well no, we didn't mention happy days. Oh, happy days, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. with, with uh, you know, Howard, yeah. It was great. It was great fun. It was wonderful fun. It, no great stories, just just a lot of you know, Gilbert. You were well, a he, you were a henchman to a Sidney yeah. Greenstreet type of villain in that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I played a played a villain on right. A, you were a villain. on a sitcom. You yeah. know how villainous that could be, and so. Uh, but but it was, I, he, everything was fun. Yeah. You enjoyed okay. all those parts. The, the, the... I, I enjoyed being an actor. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you uh, th- because they don't know any better. People have come up, up to me over the years and they said, Jesus, you, you, you know, you just, boy, you, you just didn't make it, did you? It just didn't happen for you. you. Meaning, I'm not a star. Thank God. I said, no, I made it. And I'll tell you why I made it. Because I'm still doing it. Now, people at 86 say to me, are you retired? Yes and no. I had to retire for six. I told you that, Frank. I yeah, had to retire yeah. for six years. And uh, why, why did you have to retire? I'd rather not go into it. It's, it's maudlin and who needs it? This is a comedy show. Oh, okay. Right, Corey? Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's all working he does the engineer. Is, all he does is give, he gives me fingers. Uh, anyway... <laughs> He's, Jack, he's pulling a Jackie Mason on you. Yes. Yes. No, I won't go into it anyway. Uh, it's, well, you're in on, this town. In this ahead. town, go if you're gone for 24 hours, for all intents and purposes, you've been buried. Yes. That's it. You're dead. Well, well your, your IMDb page proves that you made it as in show business because there are hundreds of credits there. It's but, it, I, it's one of the longest pages of anybody we've had on the show. Well, I. I what can I say? It sounds like it sounds so saccharine, but I've been privileged. Yeah, that's a good. We're all privileged to to be able to do this. It's it's extraordinary. I don't. I said, I have an agent in New York. God love her. You know, I rarely hear from her, but she's in New York. What is she going to do here? I don't have anybody here. And she said, uh, "We're going to send you out on something." I said, "Wow, 
great. It's the first call outside of my commercial agent, who God love them, that you know sends me out from time to time. But uh, I said, wow, that's the first call I've had in nine years. Nine years. And I said, wow, I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know. I don't know squat about. Uh, I'm bereft of any technical ability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. My wife, Therese, my son and my moon does all that stuff for me because without her, forget it. We, well, I wouldn't even be here now. We have but, to thank Therese. And, and, you know, being an actor like you, like if something fails, if something bombs, the star then takes the blame for it. Of course. Yes. And it's it's very unfair. It's extraordinarily unfair. They have – well, film is a whole other – I don't know what the hell film is. I've been doing it for years because I needed the money. But I'm, I'm a theater man. That's my background. That's what I miss. I miss being – on the theater. Oh, you miss the live the audience, the immediacy of it? Of course. Yeah. Of course, because right away, Frank, it's an immediate thing. You walk on, you can hear the raspberries. Mm-hmm. Wrong. That's not good what he's doing. Get him off. Or laughter or tears or whatever. You're doing something. So, yeah, I miss the immediacy. The, the, there, was, there was a time I had to play a cowboy. All right. And you know what I look like. You know what I look like. And I said, I'm going to be a cow- yeah, they said, You're going to be a cowboy. I said, okay, I'll go. So it, it turns out I had to be a Mexican bandit. Gee, what a surprise. And I said, okay. So I, they put this crap on me and my costume, and it, it was all too big, and the boots you know, felt like I was hurt my ankles. Anyway, I got on the horse, and the ra- I said to the wrangler, I, you know, I'm not a – well, we get back to La Mancha. Uh, no, not La Mancha. What are the – Homps. Homps, yeah, you played in that, yeah. With the, with the, with the you camel. Were a, you were a camel instructor. Yeah, it's, yeah that's right. With a British right. accent. That's right. <laughs> anyway, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I love the diversions. Horses. You were talking oh, about – they put that, you on a horse and a cowboy. They put me on a horse, and uh, I'm the, it turns out I'm the leader. And right, you know, I'm the leader of this gang, and they're all behind me, and I'm on the lead horse. And I say to the wrangler, uh, "I'm not quite familiar with horseback riding. I, I hope that this is. Hey, don't worry, kid. <laughs> don't worry. Now, this kid, this is a pussy cat. You, there's no, no problems at all. <laughs> so I hear on the megaphone." And we're supposed to be riding down into this thing and shoot everybody. So the horse hears action before anybody else hears action. And this horse took off, my dear, just took off. Like you can't believe, leaving my gang behind. And I'm straddling this thing, holding on to the saddle horn, screaming at the top of my lungs. Meanwhile, (laughs) the camera's on. Here comes the bandit screaming like a little girl. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, stop! Stop! Please stop! But the ca- the camel was fun. I tell you what, you know, I had to, I I had to learn how to fly it. No, no, you dump. Ride it. Ride it. Ride it. Yeah, Homps. You're talking about Homps. Yeah. Yeah, with James that Hampton. Was, oh, you played. You played Haji Ali. 
That's right. The camel the, instructor. The, yeah, the Arab ha- camel instructor. Right, but he had Who a British was, accent because well, he went to Oxford. <laughs> he went to Oxford, yeah. He spoke like this. He was saying, had a monocle and stuff like that. Anyway, this is a true – based on a true story about the uh, West – and how some of someone in Washington thought it'd be a good idea to not waste horse flesh. Let's teach them how to you give the cavalry. Uh, what a, what is that animal? We just camels. camels. Yeah. I'm 86. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> where did uh, where did you pick up your gift for dialects? You know, because I'm looking at these parts, and I was telling Gilbert on the phone, they cast you as a Frenchman. They cast you as an oh! Arab. They cast you as you were French Do balloonist. I have a story for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Three's company, right? Yep. Okay. You were I'm Felipe. Fi- I'm Felipe. I do the cooking and the washing and I can't stand Jack Ritterade's. <laughs> okay. Now I get a call to do a part on Three's company. So they send me the script. And I look at the script and I, I start to laugh. It's pretty good stuff. There it is, Felipe, F-E-L-I-P-E. Felipe, that, how else am I going to talk? This is how I talk. You, you wrote the Felipe, I talk like this. So I went for the audition. And I'm doing, I'm doing the shtick. And the producers are laughing. They're having a good time. So one guy, one guy, just angry as hell, never cracked his mouth. Kept, kept his nose into the script. And I'm saying, Jesus, I'm not getting to somebody here, that's for sure. Turns out to be the head writer. Well, I get hired. Come to find out that whoever typed the script, they used to type in those days, uh, whoever typed the script did not spell F-E-L-I-P-E, but spelled P-H-I-L-P-P-E, Philippe. The author of this particular character had written a Frenchman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) I got Philippe, so naturally I went. He didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh, that's so funny. You mean that character on Three's Company was designed to be a Frenchman? That's right. Philippe. And he misspelled Philippe. Wow. No, the whoever, no, now he didn't, but you know, Somebody, they give it to one the, of the typists. You know, now, yeah. Do you find That's a great story. You did so many of these wacky foreign characters that <clears throat> nowadays people would be extra sensitive about Oh. Oh, please. Are you kidding me? We're we're in a strange, we're in a strange period of time. I can't believe. I can't believe that we have to call this the beginning, the era of the woman. That's absolute madness. The era of the woman began when the guy in the cave said, Matilda, keep the water boiling because I'm coming back with a saber tooth. And I want you to put this. <laughs> Matilda. I want you to put the saber tooth. Okay. So uh, d- d- what the hell are we talking about? I just about your it. foreign characters. And- yeah. No, these. And, uh, the, no, he's talking about political uh, correctness of, of the, political correctness. Yeah. I, it, I don't understand. The women have been the powerhouses of the world since the world began. The only difference is, is that it became a, a, a patris, a, 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 
patricycle. That's not right, but it doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying. Patrician society, the, a patrician yeah, system. The men, the men took the men had the power for the simple reason that they had the money. Right. And the women had no say so. Right. Because the men had the money. There's a great play whose author I've forgotten. It's Roman or Greek, probably Greek. It might be Aristophanes, might be Seneca, whatever. And uh, it's a wonderful story about the ladies of this kingdom. And one day, Mrs. King comes in and says, Mr. King? He says, yes, my dear. She says, I, got, I want to talk to you about something. And he says, okay. He says, uh, listen, I'm getting a little tired of you going off with all your boys. I wouldn't mind it if you go to a bar, but you don't. You get on your horses and you start killing people. And it gets tiresome. Because I'll tell you why it's tiresome. You come home, you're bloody, your clothes are filthy, you're dirty. All you want to do is sit down and have a meal, a little pasta, salad. Then you want conjugal. That's it. Ride on a horse, have some pasta, and conjugal. That's your life. He said, she said, that's it. That is the end of that. The girls and I have been talking. The, girl, the girls and I have been talking. You guys stop the wars right now, or there is no more conjugal. Well, it was a, it was a comedy. Mm, what but, a good premise. What a premise. Yeah. What a, I mean, we the ladies could do that today if they wanted, if they could, if they could. <laughs> Shut it down. If they could. <laughs> That's a great you know, idea. It, no, it, put that out I'm, there. Wa- I'm waiting for important people who are women to help run this country. They're in there. They're in the Congress. The, I'm tired of the, the, the what. Did you know that Lemley... Carl Lemley. Carl Lemley, Lemley. Uncle Carl. Right. When he started out, he had, and the figures are incorrect because I only read it once and I didn't memorize it. He had some 40 or 50 women doing the scripts and he had 35 women directors. I didn't know that. Did you know that? And Jeez, he was, no. That's great. He was having, you know, he, and he was successful. In the, in the 30s, no yeah, less. Yeah, he, he was successful. Now, the talkies come in. Oh, before the 30s. Yeah, talkies come in, and he needs cash. It's expensive. He needs cash. So he goes to, I will not mention names, but two prominent gentlemen with a great deal of money. And they said to him, sure, fine. But you got to get rid of the women. You got to get rid of the women. We will not stand for women directors. Wow. Or women writers. I didn't know this at all. This is great. This is great cinema history. Yeah. It's history. It's absolute history. Now, I'm paraphrasing. Yada, yada. Of course. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot of stuff. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. I'm sorry, Therese. I do. do, (laughs) How did you pick up the gift for dialects, Gino? Because because I'm I'm looking at my card. You played a French balloonist on Grizzly Adams. That was fun. You played a knife. Fun. You played Aldo the knife thrower on Macmillan and Wife. You were. You did Arabs. You did Spaniards. You did Frenchmen. You just. You were able to do whatever they threw at you. That's right. And I don't ask why. Uh, do you have an ear for it, like a, like Sid yes. Caesar or somebody like? Yes, that? yes, I do have an I, have, I do have an ear for it. And uh, you know, when you're a singer as well, you pick up you pick up the pick up the ability 
to sing various uh, languages, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so you were I don't a go-to know, just, guy like that for that for those kind of parts. Get Gino Conforti because he can do any accent or any dialect. Yeah. I, you sound like uh, my then agents who weren't very powerful, but they, <laughs> but they it, were very it, nice. It is. It's like I I remember growing up on all these actors and comedians who would do different accents, and they were always fun, like you. And Vito Scotti was another yes. guy like that. Oh, yeah. I love Vito. Yeah. I love Vito. You're in a lot yeah. of stuff with him, I found yeah. in my research. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was great fun. He Did, was... I keep using the word, I know it's boring. No, folks, it's not. But that's really what it is. It's our job. Yes. When you were a kid and you played in the backyard and you put a cape on you and, and your friend had a stick and you kept saying, I'll get you whatever, there's no inhibition, none. You're having a wonderful time. You have to take that with you. You bring that to your adult world. You must never lose, lose the childhood. But I believe that about... I believe about I believe that that's important and exists for everyone. You must not forget your childlike nature because we're far more accepting when we're children. You've, far you've more retained accepting. a lot of that, don't you? Oh think? yeah, You're, yes. Oh that, yeah. Dara likes to say I, she has three kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's some truth to it. I say it as a compliment. Oh, Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've uh, matured very little over the years. You're, you're lucky because it's important. People may laugh, but it's important. Now, can you shut up and let me continue this Oh, for Christ. Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> My ears go are past go company. Ahead. Talk, we covered talk. that. Oh, you we, can talk. We come we down here. Columbo. Oh, what about Columbo? <laughs> Wait a minute. He's going to finish the, 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 the thing. Let him finish the thing. Okay. This is chaos. Comma. Oh, I hope the so. Jeffersons. What about them? Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, what about Columbo? What? Okay. I think you did Columbo with Vera Miles. Really? Yes, you did. <laughs> I don't remember. You should have done it with Peter Falk. You were a you were a you were a high end fashion photographer on Columbo. Do you know that I've been in this business fifty years? God bless. 50 years, man, and people still come up to me and say, I'm sorry you haven't made it because you're pretty good. <laughs> you, told me on the, you told me on the phone you're recognized a lot in town. Not, no, not by people who are in their dotage. Oh. <laughs> the, the, those, those, are, those are the ones who recognize. The kids don't know. Who, you, I, I remember when... People knew me uh, when I was working. See, when, see, when you're not, you know that. When you're not working, you're out of the public eye. You're oh, out. Yes. You're out of you're out dead. of everybody's eye. Forget it. You know, yeah. you might as well take up dancing. But um, you but, seem like one of those actors who, when people see you, they they're not even sure if if they recognize you from TV or go. Uh, is he my like uh, dry cleaner? Is he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've gotten that. I've gotten that. My favorite was one day I had to go to the bank while I was doing Three's Company. <clears throat> I went to the bank. I was standing in line, and uh, it was my turn. I walked to the window, and the little lady said, And I went, "What?" She, said, you don't speak the English, the language. <laughs> 
I said, no, I don't speak the language. You are not Mexican? No, I'm not Mexican. How'd you do that? I said, could I have my money? I, what, am I going to give you an acting lesson? What the hell do I do? I just do it. Jeez. I remember Lee Strasberg one day said to me, he, asked, he invited me to join whatever. So I said, okay, fine. And uh, he started questioning me. He says, how did you find the moment and the emotion and the thing and the stuff? And I said, yeah. And he said, what? well, tell me. He says, when you're in the theater and you're watching your fellow colleagues, uh, do, 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 you, do you feel, do you sense the emotion, the, the underlying trauma that these individuals are going through? And he's going on and on. So I put up my hands and says, Mr. Strasbourg. Forgive me, but I just paid 15 bucks for this seat. I don't care where he got whatever. He better entertain me. Otherwise, I'm out. Wow. Stras Strasburg looked at me and said, you know, we wanted to kill. I said, I can't do this. I can't do this. So I left. So, oh. you know, you got to leave. You got to leave it alone. Yeah. Uh, uh Oh, God, what's his name? The English actor now gone. Olivier? Olivier. Yeah, yes, Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, he used to say to his confreres, uh, he said, you've got to get out there and have fun. You've got to get out there and have fun. He would be talking with his colleagues, and, and his cue came up, and he went out and began to say, to be or my be, or whatever. You understand? So if you don't have the joy, whatever it is you're doing, that person who's out there listening to you is not going to reciprocate. They won't know what the hell you're doing. I think that's one of the reasons that people like this show so much is that we have, so, exactly much, we, we have right. so much pleasure doing it. And we do that's it so, exactly. so much for love. At least I do. I think Gilbert and, is. Uh, yeah, what? I'd like There's to go this. home now. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm bored. <laughs> I am so bored. <laughs> And I'm tired, and it's, I'm not know, getting any joy out of talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Now, now both what? of us, yeah. both of us, uh, I, I, I just realized have worked with John Ritter. I mean, I worked with him on the yeah. Problem Child movies. Talk to yeah. us about John Ritter a little. Jo John Ritter was a mensch. Uh, what can I say about John? John was gracious. Always great, and he always left space for you. But what I mean by that, folks, <clears throat> when you're doing a scene, and it's my turn to talk, and it's his turn to talk, it's the way it works. But John would see, sense that something else was coming, and he'd make room. One day he was making uh, pasta, and he had you know, the flour. And he was making a hole with the, in the flour because he can just drop the egg in there. So he's making a hole. And I put up my hand and I said, wait a minute. I pulled out a tape measure from my pocket and I measured the circumference of the hole. And I looked at it and I said, that is a good hole. Great. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he was like that. He was just he'd he'd, he'd let you uh, he'd, he'd he's he'd well that's what the that's the way the show was. I mean, sure. the director said, "Guys, you know we're doing cotton candy, right? Okay, that's what right, we're right, doing." Right. Was Bernie West one of the writers of that show? And you went way yeah. back to your original Broadway. 
production with him. Yeah, we uh, we also did a play together by Ennui called Poor Bitas. Right, that's the that was the one with uh, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasant, Charles Gray. Right, isn't that funny and, though that you were on Broadway with with Bernie West? He 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 stops being an actor; he becomes a writer, becomes a comedy writer, very prominent yeah. one for Norman yeah, Lear. Very much, so. and very then much you so. end up working with him in, on a sitcom thirty years later. It's a the weird circle goes around. Yeah, the that's a fun turn around. of events. Yeah, yeah, and you never know; you just never know who you're going to run into. It's just amazing. You work with okay, Vic Tabak a lot. These are yes. names. These are names that kept coming up when I searched your you, when I went through your credits. V, uh, Vic Tabak, you did a lot of stuff with Vito Scotti and a lot of stuff with an actor named Don Diamond, who people would know as Crazy Cat from F Troop. You oh were in a lot God. of stuff with him. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of like serious, not serious. You know, the the the. the the series that you, you know, like Starsky and Hutch and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you did a lot of those. A lot of those yeah, crime yeah, shows. Yeah. The Blue and, Knight uh, and, and, uh, yeah. and Macmillan and Wife fun. and Quincy. So, yeah. Did you work with Peter Falk? No. Really? No, never saw him. Never saw him. Never saw him. He never came to the set. Never said hi, Gino. I mean, <laughs> 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 All right, we'll throw some, throw some wild cards. <laughs> did you work with what? Theodore Bikel on the Mod Squad? Yes. Theodore Bikel. No, no, no. Okay. I never did the Moscow. What the hell are you reading? It says right here you ah, did the Moscow. Ah, 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 you know what? Let me tell you something about DB. I am whatever the I am. I am DB. Yeah. yeah, it's a little obscure. Uh huh. How can I put this kindly? They don't always get it right. Really? No. Well, they had me. Uh, with a different name. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's over. It's, it's okay. Everything's I, fine. I, Go ahead. When I'm in interviews, I find them asking me about these shows that I've never heard of. So that, the thing is inaccurate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's oh, news. Ha- yeah, for the most part. That's so, news? Yeah. You, well, here's yeah, one you I know have... you did. You did Sammy. You work with Sammy Davis Jr. and oh, Christopher Lee on Poor Devil. Oh, that was. And you had a big part in that. Yeah, it was <laughs> Mr. Bly. Mr. Bly, the devil's assistant. Right. And uh, when I heard that I was going to be working with Christopher Lee, uh, Sammy Davis, I thought, I, I can't believe where this is going. So I get the script and I got to read it. And I, I arrive on set. And Sammy's over there. He's, he's holding cart. And Christopher's sitting there, taking it all in. And the director comes up to me. He says, Gino, Gino. I said, hi, Mr. Melman. Uh, I said, he said, I'm so glad you're here, man. He said, I'm so glad you're here. I said, well, I, I'm privileged. Thank you. And then he leans over in my ear and he says, uh, how do you think I had to shoot this scene? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, uh, uh. What? What? How do you think well, uh, yeah, well, you probably have a pretty good... What the hell do you say to that? What do you say to that? That's great. Here's the man who's in charge. Had a lot of faith in you. You know, and, and Sammy, of course, was... We had... Sammy had an entourage. Wherever we went, Sammy had an entourage. That was his gig. One day I walked into... And I walked into my dressing room, and there's Sammy's dressing. He's putting on his costume in my dressing room. Now, Sammy, 
I said, good morning. He said, good morning. He said, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm having, I, I can't get into my dressing room. I can't get into my dressing room. I said, what do you mean? What's wrong with you? You could water stop up? What? He says, no, there are too many people in there. His whole entourage took up the space. Wow. Jeez. And he had to come into my dressing room to change. And then we go to lunch. And I'd say, Sammy, can I can I buy you lunch? He says, No, 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 no. It's not me. Hey, no, no, no. We're gonna, and we start walking with to lunch. And you look behind you. There's the entourage. Something like twelve people. It was extraordinary. No kidding. He and he was extraordinary. He was a sweet man, very sweet. Who didn't you work with, man? I'm telling you, this list. I'm going to throw a bunch of more names at you here. A bunch more but, names. But at you're you. interrupting my introduction. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, go ahead. You got, I, you got to make them shorter. Say, I, here's here's so and so. Well, you didn't Take get the whole power. The first. Paragraph. I haven't gone. <laughs> I'm like two lines into the second paragraph. Okay. Okay. <laughs> go. Okay. Go. 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 You got to read some of those gotta, names and see okay. if you remember them. You got to start editing. Well, wait, you, you have to start editing. Night Court. What? You remember Night Court? I, I've done Night Court. Of course. Yeah, it was great fun. I enjoyed that. Didn't you enjoy it? Oh, very no. much. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Night Court you, was a lot of fun. I can, I, you should see his face. He didn't want to do this. I yeah, like doing Night Court. I know. I'm teasing. Oh, Jeez. okay. What? We've, oh, boy. Now what? Here well, it comes. We've already talked about Zero Mustel. Yes. So... Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, tell us about Debbie. You did uh, how sweet it is. She was uh, just a sweetheart. Just uh, what you saw on screen is what she was. That's nice. Genuine. And she knew how sweet it was was my first film. And she had the script leather-bound for me. Wow. As a, as a memento. That's lovely. You know these 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 things are these are these are little jewels, little gems that you remember. I still have the script, obviously. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Who else, uh, Gil? But, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Bob Newhart. You did Tuesday, uh, Thursday's game with Bob Newhart and Gene Wilder. It was a movie about poker. You were one of the poker buddies. No memory. <laughs> That. I watched you. I watched you get this crap. I watched you in it last night. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. I I'll send you the there. clip. I'll send it to Therese. It's you. Oh, no. It's 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 no. you and Bob Newhart and Gene Wilder. It's a facsimile. It's not. No. no. What? Yep. I you. never did. I it's did you. that. Yes. Richard uh, okay. Richard Shaw was in the scene. Valerie Harper's yeah, husband. Yeah. And Norman uh, Norman Fell. And Cloris Leachman's in it. Yeah, it's, if you say so. It's you, buddy. Now, now I, 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 I believe you. I have it what? written down here that you worked with me. No, you were both in the same movie, Thumbelina. We were same. We were Thumbelina. Uh, Thumbelina. Yeah, it was the same. What you, it's a cartoon. It's I a cartoon. was the beetle. Berkeley That's right. Beetle. You were the beetle and I was the bird. Wow. There you go. Wow. Yeah. We would have gotten to that an hour and a half ago <laughs> if you had gone through the goddamn intro. <laughs> It's still, it's, are you done with that damn intro already? Yet? No, no. Jesus. I what? Think, I think we'll make this show a two-parter where I continue Jesus doing the intro. Oh, my God. And Oh, uh, Henry Winkler. Yeah, that he had yeah, scenes with happy Henry. Happy days. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's a nice guy. He's a lovely man. He's, I've, I've run into him from time to time when he's come to visit on sets, people he knows. He's a lovely man. He's, you know, the thing about it is they're all lovely people. How about Jack Cassidy? You have any members of Jack oh, Cassidy? Oh, yes. You did She Loves Me with him oh, and Barbara yeah. Cook. Absolutely. She, he, he was really a diva. He was, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, no, he was great. He yeah. was great. He, he, oh, I talked to him in the dressing room and he was, he was, he was putting on his makeup, and making sure his, he kind was, of had a John Barrymore thing, Jack Cassidy. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was by, he was by himself. He, he was an individual, he was really an individual who took care to be care. Do you realize that that's not a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> How about Jonathan Winters? Lovely. We know you guys became friendly after yes, you did Viva we, Max. Yeah, yeah. You said he came to the house for dinner came, once or twice. Came to the house for dinner and just he sat down and never finished the meal because he was on. Oh, that's, wow. No, but that's his gig. That's, that's his gig. When we were doing Viva Max... I mean, he had the everybody in stitches, right? Because that 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 rolling mind of his is much like Robert Williams, which I think he emulated. Robert yeah, Williams emulated, sure. at any rate. And he would just go and go, and, and you, it's bottomless, and you can't stop laughing because it's brilliant. And had you called him, Gilbert, when he gave you his number, you could have yes. had a similar experience. I met him. Oh, and, yeah. And he gave me his number. Yeah. But I always, when I get celebrity phone numbers, it's kind of to me <clears throat> like when you get a girl's number and she'll say, you got to call me. Call yeah, yeah. me. Here's yeah. my number. Here's yeah. my cell. Here's <laughs> my work number. Call me. Don't lose that. Yeah, and right. then you call them and go, oh, hi, it's Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we yeah. we met at the so and so party. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I've had that with a couple of celebrities. So so, so you never called him. Yeah, I never called Jonathan Winters. I uh, never called George Carlin, uh, and I never called Norman Fell. Those were the three celebrity numbers. What do you need them for? You got Gino Conforti. Exactly. No, but the point is, uh, I think I. Gilbert, I think maybe it's a little bit of distrust, suspicion. What do you want? Exactly. Why are you calling me? Yeah. That's what I think it is. Well, you uh, felt you didn't have a purpose to call them, right? Wasn't that yeah, part of it? There it was, was just this schmooze, right? To go to lunch. Yeah. Sh- schmooze. Yeah. But just, I'm yeah, sure you don't want anything. Of, a lot of them feel like, oh, God, he's going to ask a favor of some right. kind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... and that's why I never call anybody. <laughs> I never call anybody if they want to talk to me. In the same boat. Please, please pick up the phone because like, uh, I don't be... text me. I don't do that. Don't email me. I don't understand it. You want to talk to me? Pick up the phone. Yeah, I always feel like any one of these celebrities, if they called me, I'd stay on the phone for 10 hours. Hell yes. But I'm not going to call them. No, no. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand. You've worked with a name 
that I think has come up once or twice. Where in you this go show. with this? Caesar Romero. He has no memory of working with Cesar Romero. Would you please do me a favor and throw that list away? Because it's all right, all I'll tell you what you wrong. did with Cesar Romero. No, I didn't do anything with Cesar Romero. You did a movie Don't. called "Don't Push, I'll Charge When I'm Ready," which was about an Italian POW. It was you and Soupy Sales and Avery Schreiber. Wow, and and Jerry Colonna. I was in that? Yes. <laughs> Indeed you were. Okay. Okay. But you sure? You had no experience of him. None. I didn't do it. Well, but... make something up about that. Yeah, well, then yeah. how, how, how about Don Knotts? You work with Don Knotts on oh, Three's Company. Oh, well, yeah, Three's Company. How'd you he, like him? He was lovely. He was just lovely. Just uh, sweet, quiet, and we get on the set, and he was just... Don, and it was just, you felt him all around you. He was just a, 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 the most, another, another yeah. giving artist. You never got the sense that you were working with That's nice. a major star. or a, I never had that experience. I've Lovely never had that. I never. It, it, Dick, Richard Kiley, La Mancha. Wow. Yeah, Richard Kiley, he was in the original stage wow. La Mancha before the movie. I was in the original. I was in the yeah. original. And yeah. he... he he was, he was such a gentleman, such a. He always greeted you. He didn't always get that, you know, because the other things on people's mind. That's why I look at it. They, if they pass you by and they forget you're there, I always figure something's on. So, something's going on yeah. in their mind. But anyway, Richard would stop by the dressing room, and say, "Hi, Gina. How you doing?" I said, "Dick, thank you. Fine." And uh, he gave me, he, he gave me a great. Um, description. He says, Gino, you're the Italian raccoon. <laughs> Italian raccoon? <laughs> because of the circles under my eyes. Oh. Can I tell you how many makeup people try to hide that? It's stupid. If I lose those circles, I can't talk. Forget it with the, the thing. <laughs> oh, and Italian raccoon. And, and before Don Nuts, you worked with Norman Fell. <laughs> I think he was on Three's Company later. Oh, after oh, yeah. Fell oh, no, went to the Ropers. Oh, Ropers, that's it. No, I right. never did a Ropers. No, he just did. He just worked oh. with Furley. Yeah. Oh. As we wind this down, uh, I'm going to give you your choice. Wait, wait. Did you finish the? I not. <laughs> I'm not finished with the introduction. Okay. Do, well, do we're, it. we're at the ninety-minute mark, so you should. Jesus, finish it already. Jesus. This is this is the only time that this show's been on the air where the entire show went by and I haven't finished the intro. <laughs> well, 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 he did this already. He did, he did, he did Orson Welles. Turn the turn the page. It's Gilbert. all turn done. It's all done. It, it all ends right. with the Orson Welles story. Oh, oh did I mention uh, what? our guest today is Gino Conforto? No, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're they're sitting there listening. Who? What? Uh, Who's that? Okay, last memory. You were what? was B. Arthur in the original Fiddler on the Roof with you? Absolutely. Okay, so B. Arthur or James Coco? Who do you want to tell us about? I had I had very little to do with Jimmy except in La Mancha. La Mancha, and uh, actually I had very little to do with uh, B except to 
she was a fellow artist because our our paths never crossed. I mean, we did our job. Uh-huh. And we did we didn't go out to lunch together or anything like that. And Jimmy, uh, the same thing. And Jimmy was do, was doing uh, Sancho, and it was fun to watch. But we didn't um, we didn't break bread together or anything like that. He had other fish. To he didn't fry. make an impression on you. No, that's not true. Uh huh. No, I mean you're talking personally. Yeah. Either did, way, did we did we did did we exchange phone numbers? <laughs> <laughs> you remember doing the Croft Comedy Hour with Red Fox, or, or is that bullshit too? No memory. Bullshit. <laughs> Gino is miming the word bullshit. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Uh, I think I'm out of bullets. You don't think I would remember Red Fox? I, well, this is what we got. Oh, God. And have hey, you next? What? Have you ever what? met Sally Field? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw these out. What? Harvey Corman. Oh. Uh, I knew Harvey because of a group. The Army's Army. The Army's Army. That's how I knew Harvey. I never worked with him. Okay. uh, This says you work with him, but but fuck it. (laughs) No, I was he like? What was he like, Harvey Corman? He was funny. He was funny, and he was rather quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very interesting about Actors, comedians, people in the arts. Socially, they're quite down to earth. They don't have to take stage. I don't have anything to prove. Yeah, that's like you, Gil. Yeah. yeah I have nothing to prove. He's very off when he's off camera or when he's off stage. Truly, or is this a guy? Yeah, no, no, he's, no, he's, very, he's very quiet and very, and very reserved. Yes, and, and withdraw probably do say. a lot of listening. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. When I'm with well, he doesn't people, listen. listen. <laughs> that's, that's asking for too much. Oh, All right, last one. Was Charles what? Durning an understudy in Poor Beatos? Do you remember Charles Durning? Oh, of course. Okay, give he, us that one. He, uh, I, will give you, I will give you the closer. Charles Durning came up to me one day. Many years later, many years later, we both frequented the same supermarket. And I would see him there from time to time. And we would exchange pleasantries. And then one day he said to me, you know, Gino, I owe my career to you. I said, what? He says, yeah, you inspired me to continue to do what I do now. And I went... Yeah, right. Mouth open, no retort, and a compliment that just washed over you. And he walked away, and that was the end of it. And I don't know what I did. Wow. I have no idea what I did. You know, you... How about have, that? Frank, we affect people. We all affect each other. And we don't know that. We don't know we're doing that. And it's not planned. And we yes. don't say, hmm, I'm going to, boy, I'm going to say. One of the mysteries of life that we don't, know, we don't know what impact we've had on other people none, sometimes. None, none, none whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You came a long way from Chicago, Gino, <laughs> <laughs> to work with <laughs> Sophia <laughs> Loren <laughs> and Peter O'Toole and Jackie Gleason and Lucille Ball and, and Charles Durning and uh, Richard Kiley and so on. And Orson yeah. Welles, for Christ's sake. Yeah, I was, 
<clears throat> I was blessed. What a journey. Yeah, it was a, it's been a great journey. And it's been fulf- it's been fulfilling. People keep people who keep, don't who don't understand keep saying, "Oh, Jesus, too bad you didn't uh, become a star. You could have go to the Golden Globe." And I, and I can't I can't explain it to them. They don't want to hear that. They only know what they see when they go to a film or the Golden Globes. They ask, "Oh, there's Meryl Streep, who is brilliant." And uh, Denzel Washington, who has m- done magnificent work, they, that's what they know. Right. They don't know journeyman actors. Part of why they don't know we, what it means. Part of they why we know. started this thing. It's, well, you're to be congratulated. I'm quite serious. And I'm quite with, serious. With Thank the you. journeyman actors, it's like when you see a movie, you'll say, wow, Denzel Washington and Meryl Streep were right. great in there. And then they'll go, and that scene where they talk to the cop, and the journeyman actor is the cop. Yeah, Austin and, Pendleton. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, and absolutely. You, right. be- or you believe that that's just a cop they're talking to. That's right. And that's a great performance. Yep. Well, you and don't say it's a great performance. You say, oh, it's a cop. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. they disappear. And you, they become and you part go of the with story. that. You yeah. go with that. Yeah. And it's over. And you go home and have a plate of pasta. <laughs> you know, you've, you've entertained us tremendously and today. And I never got a chance to finish the introduction. <laughs> well, why don't you introduce him? Uh, why don't you introduce me? Uh, Gino Conforti. <laughs> it is him. It is him. It's him. It's him in the flesh. Oh, this has been well, a joy, guys. Oh, God. You're a, fun, joy. you're a fun guy. A load of fun. This has uh, been a joy. I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast <laughs> with my co-host Frank Santo Padre. And I forget. Uh, I'll have to go back to the intro to see who our guest that we've been talking to. I know he's a dear friend of Sally Field. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They're tight. Gino Conforti. Gino, what a thrill. What a pleasure of mine, Thanks for being part of this uh, cockeyed caravan. Great pleasure. I hope to see you guys someday. I hope so. Do you get to New York? be fun. Don't call. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't call. I can hear the cuckoo singing in the cuckoo berry tree. If he says that that's a helmet, I suggest that you agree. But he'll find it is not gold and will not make him bold and brave. Well, at least he'll find it useful if he ever needs a shave.
Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast is produced by Dara Gottfried and Frank Santapadre, with audio production by Frank Verderosa. Web and social media is handled by Mike McPadden, Greg Pear, and John Bradley Seals. Special audio contributions by John Beach. Special thanks to Paul Rayburn, John Murray, John Fodiatis, and Nutmeg Creative. Especially Sam Giovanco and Daniel Farrell for their assistance. On the next Gilbert and Frank's Colossal Obsessions. Barton Fink. I wrote oh it. Oh, my I, God. I wrote yes. it down. Yes. Speaking Very of John good Goodman. Uh, Sullivan's Travels. Wrote it down. Yes. We're thinking alike. Um, eight and a half. Day for Night. Oh, of course. My God, There's certainly some yes. foreign films. Of course, those. Um, Contempt. Yes, that's the Godard picture. Yep, I've yep. never seen it. Uh, it's uh, with uh, Bridget Bardot. Okay. I'll put that on my list. Uh, I do like Godard. Uh, Stardust Memories, and does that count? I, yes, I wrote and that I down. I once jerked up to Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> Only once? That is oh, Jermaine. Right. A few times. <laughs> I was... I, I didn't want to... Does this kind of sound like a typical episode? Definitely. You see how you, when you're listening at home and you say, boy, that went in the gutter. Fast. <laughs> now you're witnessing it firsthand in 3D. When you're listening at home, you'd like to think you'd have more control. There's yeah. no control. No, there's no There's none. <laughs> Now, welcome to my world. Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions every Thursday, only on Stitcher Premium.